than the all right <laughs> welcome everyone to unsportsmanlike commentary this is dc mellow and i'm joined by tyler and we are here to talk some football what's up tyler i mean you kind of hit the record button before i was fucking ready but that's fine whatever <sighs> how you doing i'm ready to talk some, i'm ready to talk some football too man it's Dude. definitely better than it's definitely better than the fucking snooze fest that's going on on fucking Thursday night football right now. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I know. I'll say this is continuing a trend that we saw uh, heavy last week of uh, teams that should be putting inferior teams down thoroughly, uh, just not really stepping up. Uh, a lot of upsets last week. A lot of upsets that we saw in the league. Um, and normally we would be recapping uh, today's game between uh, Baltimore and Miami, but uh, since we're actually recording this on a Thursday for like the first time ever this year, uh, we will not be able to do that. Uh, as of right now, it's three to three and about three minutes left in the second quarter, and it's not looking very exciting. I can tell you right fucking now, I'm getting a really sick of Mark Andrews' shit. Okay. Because I traded you a fourth round pick for him, and he's done virtually fucking nothing. You did give me a fourth round pick. You did. You did give me a fourth round pick. And I'll tell you. I'll tell you one other thing. Uh, because especially because Dustin fucking put it in our fucking group me chat that the podcast better be good this week. Max is an absolute cuck. Yeah. Because he fucking sent me a trade today. For James Robinson and Calvin Ridley. Now he would give me Debo. Okay. But it was like a sixth for a seventh. Go fuck your mother. Absolutely not. Didn't you get James Robinson from two at the start of the season? From him, yes, yeah. I did. For Kareem Hunt, who's on the IR. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I, if he pointed it out in our group me, that means he listens and he wants me to explain away the 37 total points that I fucking put up in our standard league last week. Mind you, I was out Aaron Rodgers, DeAndre Hopkins, and James Robinson. And, and I'm not even bullshitting you. I like, I would, I, I have no way to fucking prove it, but I'm telling you right now, I was sitting there Sunday morning going, well, Brandon Ayuk's available. So is Garoppolo. I need a quarterback and a receiver. What if I just pulled the fucking trigger and started both of them just to see what would fucking happen? I was like, no, you already have Galladay. Get Daniel Jones. He has a better matchup. Garoppolo goes for over 302 tutties, and Brandon Ayuk wakes up for the first time this season. I was just like, that's how it would, that's exactly how it would go. And the 49ers fucking lost to Colt fucking McCoy. Yeah, all those things are facts. I'm telling you, I got one more week. One more, and I'm playing the first fucking seeded team in our fucking league right now. Mm. I have about one more, one, and I'm going to say maybe two, just because based off of how close everybody is in our fucking standard league, um, if I drop two in a row here, it's probably going to, it's going to be fire sale time. And I'm, I'm just going to get rid of everybody. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad I got the, the jump on the fire sale. Um, I feel like uh, that set myself up. The funny thing is I have three wins three and six, and I'm still not mathematically anywhere near being eliminated because of how close our, our league is. I mean, I have no shot. Like my, my, I have traded away 
anyone, almost everyone who has fantasy relevance. Uh, the only player I still have, I think, that has like current fantasy relevance is uh, Jalen Hurts is the number three player right now. But other than that, my team is garbage. But anyways, yeah, and, fantasy uh, teams. No, and uh, just a quick side note. Um, we are doing this on a Thursday. We typically do it on Fridays. Hopefully within the next 24 hours, this one gets published. You were able to explain away two weeks ago. What happened last week? Uh, uh, what happened last week was I was very tired, uh, drunk, and hammered uh, at the end of the podcast. And so I let the shit download. And then uh, the next morning when I went to go upload it, my wife got to the computer before I did. She had gone to her account, which essentially nullified my ability to save it. So we're getting things started off a little earlier today, uh, which is exciting. I have, I've had the last couple of days off for uh, Veterans Day, so that's been nice. Um, so I took a vacation day yesterday as well. Took a vacation day yesterday and tomorrow. So I'm actually and, recharging the batteries for the first time in a while. So that, that's and uh, a, a happy Veterans Day to all those serving and Absolutely. those who have served. Um, yes. And that's where that ends. You're welcome for my service. <laughs> happy Veterans Day uh, yeah. to anyone yeah. who served or is serving that went Absolutely. to the field more than two times. Hey, you get any uh, good veterans? Uh, for, and for those of you who don't know, like on Veterans Day, a lot of times, a lot of places will have like special, um, you know, special deals they give to veterans. Sometimes it's like a free meal at a restaurant or, you know, free dessert or beverage. Uh, you, you hop on any special freebies uh, today? Uh, this is my 10th Veterans Day mm -hmm. being in the Army, mm -hmm. and I have never went and got a free meal or anything like that. And, and it's not that I don't appreciate that restaurants and businesses are doing that. I love that. But every Veterans Day I've fucking celebrated since joining the army, I'm, I live in a, in a military town. Oh, so yeah, those lines are back the fuck yeah, up. And yeah, I can, and, yeah. and, and like, I love that people are getting out there and they're getting free meals and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and, and business. But at the same time, like, what's being offered up i guarantee you i can cook better i'm not going to waste two hours of my time thank you very much for offering those uh but i i know i've i, I typically pass I'm, I'm good no i get you know you're right because one there's two things that happen when you live in a military town right one no one gives a fuck that you're in the military like they're, they're just they're completely none to it they think it was in fact, in fact they're kind of annoyed you're in the military like if, 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 like they can't come out right and say it but that's what they're thinking and uh and and then two when we do have these freebies you're right like we we get uh we get just a shitload of people lined up at the drive-thrus of the you know the uh, of dunkin donuts for you know for their free fucking yeah. you know donut um but i i actually i got a free car wash today and uh and i had a lovely a lovely lunch so it was those are those are my freebies that i i cashed in on today you should have put me on speakerphone with both of those establishments thank you for your service he went to the field twice <laughs> he's a dtms pro but he went to the field twice <laughs> <laughs> no i they thank you for your service i guess i i don't know no but we do appreciate all the veterans out there so thank you veterans for yes. all, everything you yes and, and active duty members and retired. So all, all, all of the yes. aforementioned. Um, but let's go ahead and look at 
Uh, we're, we're, let's just jump into Sunday, right? Um, let's look ahead at what we got coming up. Um, I mean, after all the surprises we saw last last week, do you think that this week is going to be similar, or do you think we're going to back a little bit of normalcy this week in general? I, bro, it, it happens every single year. It usually doesn't happen on the same week. Bad team or good teams drop one or two games that they're not supposed to. Yeah. Uh, and and it like this like this is it usually does not happen all on the same fucking week. Um, so no, we're dead. The 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 ship is going to ride itself this week. Yeah, no, I mean I think that um, there there was a lot of teams that lost games that no one no one would have bet money on them losing. Nope, at all. Nope. One of those teams is going to be the first team we talk about, and that is the Dallas Cowboys who we thought were going to come in at this week at seven and one, they dropped a game last week um, to the, you know, not, not so impressive um, uh, Denver Broncos with Teddy Bridgewater. And I'll tell you what, that Broncos defense, I mean, the final score was 30 to 16, but the Cowboys were shut out for about three quarters. I think, I think, I think it was like, they didn't get their first points until the fourth quarter of that game. And it was like, halfway through the fourth quarter it was all garbage time mm-hmm. yeah, it was and, and that was a von miller less defense too like the cowboys coming in were like were being told that this was going to be the easiest game on their schedule and they were double digit favorites at home like this mm-hmm. is it this is this is your gimme win and they fucked it up thoroughly they did <clears throat> uh they're playing against uh the falcons who are now four and four uh I'm a little surprised to see the Falcons at 500 at this point in the season. I think, I think they're overachieving a little bit. I mean, they, they still, you look out there, um, they have a hard time protecting Matt Ryan. Uh, their receiving options are depleted. Uh, the running back that they went out and got, Mike Davis, has been completely disappointing. Um, their defense still isn't great, but they are 4-4, four and four, which is an improvement over last season. And I think that um, if you're going to look for, for positives and what the Falcons are doing, um, there's this guy named Porter, uh, Cordero Patterson, who has absolutely been unleashed in that Falcons offense. Who was my must start last week? Nobody fucking heard it because somebody got a little too tired. That is factual as well. Yes. Cordell Patterson has, like, he's been – a gadget guy just about in every offense he's been in. He just finds himself in a situation now to where they're so depleted. And we say that they're overachieving at this point because it's not just we look at what the Falcons have going into this season and what they've lost so far through the season, but like mm-hmm. going back into years past, it's just they've heavily underachieved to now when they're having success, we're like, oh, they're overachieving now. Like, Matt, like Matt Ryan's not a bad quarterback. He's never been a bad quarterback. No. But uh, his defense, especially over the last three three years, has been so bad to where he it's a it's a lot like Derek Carr, where Derek Carr gets a lot of hate. Like you're de- you're going into most games expecting to have to put up at least 30, 35 to be right. competitive. Right. Um, this was another upset was uh, Falcons over the Saints last week. And the, the Falcons really did their best to try to Falcon this game up. Like they had a strong lead in the fourth quarter. They let St. Louis, or uh, excuse me, they let the Saints back into the game, New Orleans, and they uh, 
managed to put together a last second drive, right. And, and make a couple big plays to, to get a uh, uh, field goal position. Now um, that being said for this one, I mean, you got to look at the line here with the Cowboys favored by nine. Are, you, are the Cowboys bouncing back? Um, I mean, the, the Cowboys are going to win, but I'm not, I, I'm not going to take that line. I, <clears throat> The, the Cowboys defense, if the Cowboys defense can get exposed by Teddy Bridgewater and what he has on offense, I mean, he has good wide receiving options. They're missing Noah Fant. Um, Melvin Gordon is a good goal line threat. He's had some nice games this year. Javante Williams um, has had some really nice games this year coming at like the, the rookie running back that they fucking drafted this last year. Um, but... I mean, everyone like that. I would say if anyone's overachieving, the Cowboys defense really overachieved. And that was because you saw the amount of takeaways that we're getting. Stefan Diggs with seven interceptions mm-hmm. like that. That completely came out of the blue. We all we all knew what the Cowboys offense was going to be if Dak Prescott stayed healthy. That defense came out of fucking nowhere. Um, and, but Teddy Bridgewater was able to fucking pick apart that defense for pr- that entire first half of football. Um, and if, if, if Bridgewater can do it and I, I, I like, I'm sorry, I still love Cordero is a must. He's not my must start pick this week, but he's absolutely a must start. And I, 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 I had the question whether you could – like the difference like ESPN, Yahoo Leagues, what he can be started as. In Yahoo Leagues, he's a running back and a wide receiver, and it's the same thing for ESPN Leagues. So if you've got him, start him in one of those slots. Um, and I, I Kyle Pitts is really, really making his name in that offense now. He um, he's had a couple of issues with some, some bad – bad drops just, just yeah bad drops. the first but, the first but the first play good. of the game last week right right he's yeah it was a gimme yeah. dude it was a walk-in touchdown and right. he just dropped it he's the tight end version of jamar chase right young rookie who is just yeah. so explosive he's gonna get open he's gonna get the opportunities and he's gonna make a couple of really bad drops um mm-hmm. throughout the season um that being said i wouldn't call him like prone to dropping it's just to be seen some no. really really bad ones it, but clearly they go back to him and we've seen him we've seen him produce really well last year we saw one of the most entertaining games of the year was against was with the falcons and the cowboys last year early in the season mm-hmm. and we saw that the cowboys mount a furious fourth quarter rally to come back and uh take this one from the falcons and i do anticipate the cowboys are going to win again side kick yeah, yeah. But, I mean, uh, regardless, I think Cowboys win this one. I do think it's going to be a good game. Like, I think it's going to be a high-scoring, entertaining. This this is a game that, like, I, I imagine if you're watching Red Zone, you'll probably get uh, a lot of uh, highlights of because there'll probably be plenty of times where they get in the Red Zone. Uh, yeah, yeah. Seasons. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna take the Cowboys to win this one. I I am th- that Dallas team is way way too way too talented on both sides of the ball. I, I mean, I just. Mm-hmm. Give, give me the give I'm but I, I I like how Atlanta's offense is starting to gel with with the pieces that they have left. Give me the Cowboys to win, I but I will take them. I'm not gonna take them to cover at nine points. Um let's go to the Saints and the Titans. Uh Tennessee is a three-point favorite. 
going into this one, uh, seven and two against the Saints coming off their bad loss there. The Falcons at five and three now. Uh, Titans, they, they, I mean, obviously they're dealing with the um, with the blow of losing Derrick Henry. Uh, they're still a good team. Like, let, let's not like act like Derrick Henry is the only good person on that on that offense. They have some really nice pieces there. Uh, but he is obviously what, what they designed their offense around. I think 7-2 is probably um, not a, a record that represents the current status of the team. I think they're gonna, you're going to see them drop some games. I don't think it's going to be this week, though, that you're going to see that. I think you're going to see the Titans go to 8-2. I think they're going to beat the Saints. I, I agree with you. And with <clears> – <throat> like you talked about their offense. I actually – I want to highlight the Titans' defense because – through the last couple of years, the big question on they've, – they've had two big questions mm-hmm. for their team, and neither one of them have come on the offensive side of the ball. It's been their secondary play, and it's been can they create pressure? Because they were uh, – last year they were league worst in sacks. Like they right. could not create pressure. Um, obviously, going out and getting a Bud, du- uh, a Bud Dupree definitely helps. And – their their D line is starting to really come together and gel well, um, yeah, and their secondary is playing much better. And with all the high, the, like the Titans have had a really tough road through the first nine weeks because mm-hmm. they've had to play the Chiefs and they've had to play the Bills and then they played the fuck. Then they had to take on oh, the that, Rams. Their resume looks football. amazing. Their resume looks fantastic. And they came out of it seven and two. And the biggest, the biggest win out of all that, like the bill, the win against the Bills was huge, yeah. huge. And it was, it was the turning Derek. point for their defense too. Um, their defense going in into that game was the league worst pass defense. The like wasn't even close. And mm-hmm. they have become a now league average pass defense, which when you think about yes. that's like in like three weeks, they were able to make that much of a difference. Um, so they, they, their defense has come together really nicely uh, in the past two weeks to support their offense, which they now that Derrick Henry has gone down, they really need that defense to step up. No, their signature win this year was the, Mon- the Sunday night game against L.A. where nobody, nobody gave him a shot. Mm-hmm. No, like a, a six and two team going on the road in another time zone to play Matthew Stafford in that offense. Nobody gave them a shot. And that defensive line really came together and forced Matt Stafford in some, into a couple really ugly throws. Ryan Tannehill was able to manage that offense with, with Adrian Peterson being his lead back mm-hmm. coming off the couch. Like no, I I'm, I'm give me the Titans and a three point line is criminal at this point because you flip it over to the Saints. I don't understand. I understand. Maybe I understood why last week you went with Simeon with Taysom Hill coming off a concussion that kept him out for three weeks, and he looked good uh, against the Bucks in relief for Jameis Winston. But after watching last, last week's game, felt like I know he doesn't have any elite passing options. He has Kamara. That's great. Mark Ingram, awesome. But you watched the game last week. He wasn't really able to do much moving the football. So why you wouldn't give any consideration to Taysom Hill, who had success at the quarterback position in relief for Drew Brees last year, Mm -hmm. 
Like, why wouldn't you really think about giving him a start? Maybe this would be the week, like another bad week for, for Simeon. Like the saints are in the thick of, of a playoff spot, like one more bad game and it's going to be Taysom Hill time. Yeah. The, the saints kind of remind me of the bears of years past where their record is, is just not indicative of the quality of team they are. I, I don't see them as a, you know, a five and three team is a solidly above 500 team at this point of the year. And I don't see them as that. I see them as a team that's going to, to at the end of the season, be struggling to finish around 500. Um, they might sneak into a playoff spot, but I, I just don't see the Saints as being, if, if you get the Saints as your first round uh, matchup in the playoffs, you, I, I think you got to be feeling pretty good about that matchup. Um, and I agree, the Saints just, you know, the, I mean, at the end of the day, they're still trying to figure out the answer to the question, what are we going to do when Drew Brees leaves? And they don't have the answer. They don't have the solution. Um, Jameis Winston, I mean, obviously he's hurt, but was that really who they thought was going to be the answer to, to, to who was going to replace he, Drew Brees? No. He had, he had success, though. He was having yeah, success. Yeah, he had success. But no, one, no like, one is like, yeah, yeah, Jameis Winston's your franchise quarterback. Because this, this is an organization that for the past, like, you know, 32 years has had Drew Brees at quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously not that much, but he's been there for a while. And so they're used to having a franchise guy at the, at the QB position. And now they don't. And that's a big adjustment for an organization to make. I, and I get that. Like there's plenty, every organization goes through that when you have mm -hmm. a hall of fame, ta a hall of fame talent, like you, you, but given what's available, who you, who, like who you already had in your building, Jameis Winston was the best option. Yes. And he, I, was, I, he was and the best answer, but is he the answer? No, he's not. He's not. But do you like the saints the Saints are so well coached and they have such a strong defense to the point where you're not, the Saints are not going to be in contention to draft a top quarterback prospect probably within the next two to three years. So you're going to have to make it work with what you have. I don't know. We'll see. I, I you know, every year you, you see a quarterback taken in the back half of the first round, it seems like, who, who turns out to be pretty good. Um, and not this year. Not maybe not this year, but I can tell you that that it does happen. You do see you do see the opportunity to get you know Aaron Rodgers for example was he the twenty fourth pick something like that right? Yes. Um, that's that's not the that's not the best example to use. But I feel like it's a pretty good one. There's a guy that there there's a guy that was supposed to be a top pick slid like hell and was there for the Packers the, to just walk away. The goat was taken at one ninety nine. Yeah, he was like. Yeah, I mean, you can get the right guy into your system, but Jameis went like everyone dogs the dude. Like, yes, thirty interceptions isn't great. That's horrible. Hey, I was even dogging Jameis Winston. He's had a good he's had a good season there, but he there's no way to look not, to him as the answer to replacing Drew Brees. But you, but, no, he's you don't. Guy. But you don't. You don't know that, and we were robbed of that answer because he fucking tore his ACL. Wow. I think he could have potentially have been that replacement guy. Not saying he's going to put up Drew Brees' numbers, right. but being someone who can function in that offense and be able to produce wins for you for years to come. I absolutely do believe Jameis Winston could have been one of those guys. All right. 
Um, either way, we're both taking the Titans here. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Cover this one by three, right? Uh, let's uh-huh. do the Jags and the Colts. Ten and a half point line. The Colts, have, uh, after getting up to a real slow start this year, Colts are starting to find a little bit of rhythm. They're uh, at four and five. Jaguars, um, hey, last last uh, three, four weeks, they've got a couple of wins. They've, they've looked competitive in games. Um, <laughs> beat the Bills last week. Uh, in what had it been probably the ugliest uh, game of the recent memory in in NFL football, and I, I mean it's it's a ten and a half point line in favor of in Indian uh, of the Colts, and who who do you have here? Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts, and I'm actually going to take them to cover this line mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. One, nobody can stop Jonathan Taylor right now. Nobody. That dude is lighting up the stat sheet, and Jonathan Taylor could very well, even on a very mediocre team, be the number one back in fantasy football at the end of this year. Mind you, very helpful that Derrick Henry, you know, left halfway through the season. Christian McCaffrey Um, missed five games of the year, right, or however many games, right? Like, I mean, it's – yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But Alvin uh, Cook's been in and out. I, I think be, because, like, you look back at the the, the Bills Jaguars games this, this last this last week. Like, yes, the Jaguars got a huge. Probably it, that's not. It's not even probably. That's the upset game of the year so far. Absolutely. Nobody gave him a shot, but at the same time, there were no touchdowns scored. It was all field goals. And mind you, it was also the first field goal that the Jaguars kicked and were successful on in the United States this year. The only other time they had successful points come off of a kicker's leg was in London. Um, I, I, Trevor Lawrence has looked good in spots. Um, and I also think this, you talk, teams talk about Super Bowl hangovers. Uh, the, the Jaguars are nowhere near in contention for any type of Super Bowl hangover-esque type of scenario because they're not going to be a playoff team for at least another three to five years at best. Uh, but I think just the, the hangover of knocking off one of the top teams in the AFC, I, I, think, the, I think the Colts are absolutely going to run the ball down their throat, which is something that the Bills weren't able to do for no. some reason. Um, and and Jonathan Taylor is just going to absolutely light this defense up. Give me the Colts and the points. Yeah, and you saw, I think, last week, you saw that the Bills' biggest weakness, which is their O-line, get exposed. Um, the The Colts do not have that same weakness. The Colts have a strength at the O-line. Even with the injuries they've had, they're still very strong at the O-line position. Um, and Jonathan Taylor is, is obviously proving that because he is just running through everyone. Uh, man, he's 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 looking good. He's he's looking and good. and it quickly quickly, because nobody is ever going to be able to hear it. But I want to remind you of it. You said on the podcast last week talking about the Bills and Jaguars matchup. Wouldn't it be crazy if Josh Allen sacks Josh Allen? Well, not only did Josh Allen sack Josh Allen, he did. Josh Allen stripped and recovered a fumble against Josh Allen, and yes. Josh Allen picked off. Josh Allen, it's yeah. the trifecta from hell, and a way to speak that into existence, you stupid piece it's, of shit. Josh Allen, fuck the shit out of Josh Allen. 
<laughs> like it was it was a josh allen on josh like it was it was it was a stroke was what was happening there it was just ja on ja going to town that was a bad game that was bad that was really bad um all right colts look awesome they're 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 coming in i mean for, for they're four and five but uh you know what do they start the season now? like one and four i think something like that was uh, it one and five? They were one. They were two, one and three or two and four. I can't remember because no, they were two and four because uh, when they clashed with the 49ers coming out of a fucking bye week, they were two and four. The 49ers were two and three, and that was like the pivotal like, uh, oh well, this game could decide each team's fate going forward. Um, so, but, but they're four and four now, correct? Four and five. Okay, they're four and five. So they were two. So they were two and five going into that game. Now they're four and five. They're going to get back to five hundred this week. Yeah, I think they might have been one and five. I think they might have lost. No, they game. no, they had they had two they had two wins three weeks ago. I know that for a fucking fact. So they, um, but they're they're going to cover. Right? Yes, hundred yeah, percent, right. yeah. and. It's it's gonna come on. It's gonna those points are coming from the legs of of Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. It's yeah, no, I agree. Browns are visiting the Patriots. I got a couple of AFC teams that are you know they're kind of like on that outside of the the true contender tier looking in, but they're solid teams. Uh, Browns five and four. Patriots are five and four. Browns put together um, a nice week. Uh, dismantling the Bengals and the Patriots, they, they started out, they were two and four. Uh, they've reeled off three straight wins. They are, they are uh, a game behind, I think maybe even it might not even be a full game, but they're, they're close to actually getting that top division spot. The, the bills do not have much breathing room. Uh, and they don't they're and, a half game. It's a half game. Bills are five and three. And, and, Mac Jones continues to look impressive. Um, like we talk about, we talked last week about Damian Harris in the run game. Uh, well, Damian Harris, it, the, the, the Patriots could easily be out their top two running options in Damian Harris and Stevenson. They're both in the concussion protocol. Um, neither has practiced up to this point uh, this week. They could, and the thing with the concussion protocol, it's not like most injuries. Uh, they could be cleared an hour before kickoff. So they could very well both be active at some point this week, but um, uh, Brandon Bolden came in and served very well. Like this is a, this offense is very well-rounded when it comes to the run in the pass game. Um, And Mac Jones has looked, he's far exceeded any expectations that I had for him coming out as a rookie. Um, uh, And the, the the Patriots defense has been able to limit big play opportunities against them. And that's huge. That was something that, re- that was something that really bit the Patriots in the ass last year is that they would give, they could, the, the defense wouldn't stop, had, did not have the ability to stop the big play. And also in turn could not create the big play on their offensive side of the ball with their limitations that they had with Camp Newton. Um, so I, I'm really loving what I'm seeing from the Patriots this year. It's, it's, it's a lot easier for me to love the Patriots right now without 12 under center for them. Like that shit got old really fucking quick, real quick. 
I will say the the Browns secondary though looking really strong last couple of games. They got Denzel Ward back. He had a beautiful pick six last week, um, and he's I'm, I'm Denzel Ward to me is a top three cornerback in the league. And I'm saying that with 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 maintaining the the very real possibility he is number one. Um, he is one of the best uh, defensive backs you, you will find out there, and he is healthy. He's back in the lineup. He's looking good. Um, making an impact that Browns defense really is like a frightening beast and it's, and they have so many offensive weapons. It really just goes to show you if they had any kind of like decent quarterback play, the Browns would be a Super Bowl contender time. Now um, we, we, we know that's their weakness. It is what it is, but they're still a very good team. The Patriots have played very well as of late. Um, but I do think this is a game where Mac Jones could struggle. I do think the Browns, have enough um, enough things going on defensively in the secondary and in the pass rush, they could make Mac Jones look like a rookie this week. And as much as we like to talk about the way Bill Belichick does that to, to rookie quarterbacks, we already know the Browns quarterbacks are going to be bad. The Browns find, have found ways to win. Um, I think the Patriots are going to have a game where the Browns go Bill Belichick on the rookie quarterback. And I think Mac Jones is going to struggle. I do think it's going to be a close game. I don't think the Browns, Right now, have enough offensive firepower with the injuries they've sustained uh, to blow this one away. Um, New England is a two and a half point favorite. Obviously, this, uh, this is too close of a line for me to call this the upset pick of the week. But I will, I will take the Browns. I will take the Browns to win this one. See if if the Patriots and there's only really one coach that I really trust to be able to do that. Uh, if the Patriots are going to win this game. You have to take away you, – you, you have to you, – you, you essentially have to do what the statistics tell you not to do. You have to take away the pass game. You have to force them to run the fucking football. Here, and here is why I say that. Dearness Johnson is the only healthy active running back for the, for the Cleveland Browns right now mm-hmm. because uh, Nick Chubb, COVID – Kareem Hunt IR and for those who are waiting because Kareem Hunt was possibly being talked about being activated this week they're saying it could be a couple more weeks before Kareem comes back so you may not see him until after their week 13 bye um correct and then uh Darren Felton is also COVID who knows if Nick Chubb and Felton all both have possibilities of being activated off the COVID list if they can provide two negative tests within 24 hours before game time, right? Who knows if you can make Baker throw the ball without that run game, like that's what sets up you, you, you have to, you get, you're going to have to force Cleveland to beat you with their run game alone. And, and I think Dearness Johnson is more than capable He's looked really good, and he, he's gotten one start, and then ever since then has played second fiddle to Nick Chubb, but he's, he's had production, which is why Dearness Johnson is my absolute must-start this week. He's looked really good. New England is 11th best against the run, mm-hmm. but I, think, I, I absolutely think with that game plan, I would love, love for this to be a three-point line but I'm going to take the Browns. I can't take them as my upset pick. I'm going to take the Browns this week. Um, and I agree with you. I think that front four 
for Cleveland is going to disrupt Mac Jones a lot. Like he's had, I mean, he's gone up against some really elite front fours. Like he just had to deal with Joey Bosa. Like I just, I, I, I think Cleveland has too many, too much offensive firepower uh, that they're not going to be able to slow down. And I don't think they're going to be able to keep up. I'm going to take the Browns to win this one. I agree. Uh, let's look at, um, and I, I will say one thing for the Browns, you got to feel for them because uh, obviously like with the, the depletion of running backs that they've had uh, this week, they, I, you know, they'd love to bring in some, you know, some guy, some veteran who's been, uh, you know, out of the league for a season or whatever and bring him in and, and train him up this week and have him as, you know, a second option or whatever. The problem is literally every, no one's left. Like the Baltimore Ravens decided to take literally yeah. any yeah. running back that has yeah. played in the past 10 years. And then, I was and then the Detroit Lions came along. We're like, well, we'll just take Adrian Peterson then. I guess that's the only one you guys left. <laughs> uh, Tennessee Titans took Adrian Peterson. Excuse me. Yes, excuse me. Yes. That's what I meant to say. Excuse me. Yeah, yes. But I was, I was, I was really getting, I was getting ready to say like, like, too bad that the Ravens grabbed up all of them off the waiver wire week three, like mm-hmm. sucks to suck nerds, but now they have, a, they have a fine back in Dearness Johnson. I think he's going to be fine. He is my, I'm going to get out. He is my must start of the week. You absolutely have to get, Agreed. he is, he is absolutely a go RB high RB two numbers, low RB one. Set it and forget it. I agree. Uh, Bills and Jets, and this is actually this game has my must-start player of the week, um, and Zach Moss. Um, but Bills and Jets, Bills got to be coming off of one of one of the worst losses, not just of the season, but in, in recent franchise memory, right? Like I mean, that was that was a game that is just a black eye on every Bills fan, uh, and I've been wearing it all week. I it sucked. Um, I know that the Bills are, I'm sure pissed ready to come out it sounds like they uh had a serious change in like tone of their practices this week uh one thing that concerns me though is the offensive coordinator i I, mr dabble has not impressed me um with his play calls and i think he is underutilizing josh allen's strengths he's getting too fancy with shit um i i didn't like i I told you um you know we had the discussion a few weeks ago about the play call where they had josh allen try to run a sneak uh but they didn't have the play call was not designed for him to go over the top it was not and you have a quarterback like josh allen it it, you just throw him over the top don't why is he trying to slide behind a guy um, yeah, yeah again but i'm not here to talk about that play i'm uh the 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 fact he also slipped he also slipped. But he the, slipped the, on the second. It wasn't on the initial. It wasn't slipped. on the initial. It wasn't on the initial push. It was on the second push. He, he slipped. On the second um, push. His first push was on a slip. Watch the replay. The first push. I've watched that replay. Okay. It was on the second. Right. It was on the second push. He um, slipped from the time the, the Jets, ball got in his hands, but that's fine. Jets are woeful at two and six, but obviously that doesn't mean anything because we saw the Bills lose to the fucking Jags. 12-point line. Are the Bills going to come out and just absolutely lay shed on the Jets, or are they going to come out and have another underwhelming performance against an inferior opponent? This dude, this is such a hard. Any given week, I would take the Bills 12 and a half point favorites against the Jets. <clears throat> but you cut you've got two teams, the Bills, two it's just weeks. 12. It's, it's dropped to just 12. Okay. Uh, still, it doesn't change it. 
even an iota, but you've got the Bills two consecutive weeks mm-hmm. severely underperformed. Mm-hmm. You underperformed against Miami, and then they underperformed mightily against the Jags, two teams that they should have obliterated. And then you flip the script and you look at the Jets. The Jets have looked good for most of the last two weeks with second and then a third string quarterback coming in in relief. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm going to take the bills to win. I'm not going to take the line though. I'm not, this is, this is one of those big lines I refuse to take because I, I the wheel's going to fall off on one of the ends. Either the bills are going to come out and absolutely dominate or the, the jets are just going to, that the, the offensive magic that they've had over the last two weeks to be able to put up points and stay somewhat competitive in games. Like that's, I mean, fuck, they beat the Bengals. And then, I mean, a lot of their points against the Colts came in the second half when the game was pretty much already sealed, but still, I don't, it's the jets. You shouldn't, that should not be happening with the team that they have. Um, no, I'm not, I, I don't, it's not that I don't trust the bills. It's a divisional game, the two really bad games in a row for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's, and I think the jets locker room is a little fired up. I think they've, I think they've got some real fucking some, some chemistry going right now. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to take them to lose by double digits. I I'm going to take the bills and I'm going to take the points. I, of course I, you are because you're a Homer. Sure. I don't think the Bills are going to steamroll over the Jets. Um, I think this is going to have a Miami-like feel to it, where they kind of struggle through, eventually they click. Um, As much as the Bills are talking, like, the Bills have said everything correct um, after a really bad loss, right? Like, a lot of of guys will, will, a lot of head coaches will try to just kind of, like, fan the flames a little bit and be like, you know, you know, we're not worried. We're not panicking, nothing like that. Well, like fucking the bills did not say that bills were like, yeah, we fucked up and we need to get our shit right. Like that, that was flat out this uh, statement made by um, head coach Sean McDermott. So I, I do think the bills are coming in with a little more intensity, a little better preparation than they've had in the past few weeks, but there is a lot to fix there on that team, right? They, they have a lot of, uh, a lot of issues on that offensive line that they need to fix. And I think that you're going to see the first half, they're going to struggle a little bit. I think you're going to figure it out sometime in the second half um, and pull away like they did with Miami and eventually cover the line. So give me the bills. I see this being about a two touchdown game. Okay. I, I don't agree with you, but at the same time, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think, I think the bills, they like coming off of this two two bad games. I'm not even going to count the win against Miami as a good game. Like that was not a good game for y'all. It, going into half three to three, not a good game. I think coming. Uh, I, I I hope y'all get it right because I picked the Bills to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, but. <sighs> Y'all gotta y'all gotta get this shit right quick because yeah, absolutely no it's it, it, there's there there's a sense of urgency I think being felt by everyone in the Bills Mafia and yeah no there's 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 a lot that needs to get fixed there um, starting like I said with that O line the defense has still been great like you can't you can't fault a defense that gives up nine points and you lose right that is not the defense's fault 
Um, I guess if, if, if your defense holds the team to nine points, you should win the game. I a hundred percent agree with you. There's, 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 there's no argument to be made on the other end that all the fault lies with the offensive side of the ball. And I get your offensive line has had issues, but I'm going to lay 50, 50 fucking blame on the O-line and Josh Allen. Because Josh and Josh Allen deserves that a much amount amount of criticism because he got a big boy paycheck. Mm-hmm. Like you are supposed to be able to overcome, you're expected to overcome those issues. And the last two weeks, and I don't care that he, they pulled away from Miami in the second. I I don't care. And, and you're supposed to be able to overcome some of those woes and you are and and also josh allen's name has been tied to the mvp conversation all year long if you if you're going to be talked about like an mvp you need to play like an mvp and mvps do not put let their teams put up six points his especially against bottom peter teams in the league that's just there's no excuse his name should have definitely dropped out of that conversation after the last two weeks yeah no i agree i agree there and and i and i and I'm not saying I'm not saying that he's not MVP worthy. He's he's sure. an MVP talent, but sure. he has looked horrible the last two weeks against two really bad fucking teams. Yeah, I agree. You're taking the Bills at the under. I'm taking the Bills at the over. Let's go to the next game: Lions and Steelers. Pittsburgh is an eight point favorite against the zero and eight Lions. Eight, eight point favorite. I sent you a meme I think this week. That if the Lions is more or less like if the Lions had a bye week, the bye week would win, right? Bye yeah. week. <laughs> the bye week is the happiest week for the fucking Lions fans so far this year. This this is horrible. Yeah. Like yeah. I understand, I, I understand, like they've stayed competitive in so many games through the first five weeks. And it's just like, every time you give them some type of a fucking like, Oh, this could be the week. And then they just absolutely just shit the bed. Like, mm-hmm. like enjoy your first real. Do you see, do you think it's smart for the lions to move forward with Jared Goff after this year? Dude, I don't think it's for smart for the Lions to move forward this year. Like it's it is a it is turned into a dumpster fire over there. But yeah, I know Josh uh, Jared Goff is is he, he's not. Um, he has played himself out of being a, a NFL uh, starting caliber quarterback. Because we had this conversation at the start of the year too. We didn't think Jared Goff was trash, right? Like we were like, we 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 had this discussion where we were like he's a serviceable quarterback. He is doing everything in his power to prove us wrong. Yeah, no, like he is making every case that Sean McVay is a fucking outstanding play caller. Like he creates an outstanding offense because he fucking left and Jared Goff looks like absolute butt. Like, and you know what? I, and did he, did he get dealt the greatest? hand in the world no you got traded to the detroit lions and you lost kenny galladay and you lost marvin jones i i get it you got you got a bad team but man so dude watching some of these games what like what the fuck is this guy doing like he's trying to play himself out of a starting quarterback position yeah 
Yeah, and it's well, what sucks for the Lions is when you're trying to rebuild a team that has has weaknesses everywhere on both sides of the ball, right? You got to find some place to fortify and then build off of that, right? You got to get the O line right and then build off of that, right? And they probably thought that they had themselves a quarterback that could at least like keep the seat warm for a couple of seasons. Jared Goff is 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 showing them that they might need to pre uh, prior, reprioritize uh, their needs and look at getting a quarterback in the first round this year, which sucks because um, they're probably gonna have the first pick, and you would love that to be just a BPA like just pure pure BPA pick, right? Best player available. Um, they, they might have to now really look at weighing the importance of having a franchise quarterback. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. And, and this, this game, unfortunately for myself, contains my sit of the week. And it doesn't make sense because it's coming against a team that everyone on the offensive side of the ball should feast. Mm-hmm. But if you look, if you look at the statistics and you look at, how that offense is ran. It's not built for this guy. And it's going to be Chase Claypool. I, I, and I, and I hate to say that because in our league, he's currently sitting in my flex. Um, but this dink and dunk offense for the Steelers, which is what it's become over the last two years, because Ben's arm is a fucking wet noodle. He doesn't have the big playability, which is where Chase Claypool thrives. It's become a lot of Najee Harris and short slants to Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Claypool has Claypool has lost a fucking gigantic share of this offense, and that really sucks because Claypool. I mean, you look at his rookie season; he is a generational type of guy, like in the right offense. Claypool can make you fucking can take your offense to the next level. Unfortunately, he plays in an offense that doesn't allow for that type of playmaking. He plays in like all, all of our pass plays are coming on screens and three to five yard fucking slant routes or three to five yard outs. And right. and that really sucks for him, but I, he Claypool keeps getting really is an elite. I, w- I want to add on to Claypool because he really is elite. Um, he is one of the best. I think that I've seen in the league. Well, one of the best, even, even in his second year at, um, body control and contest and making contested catches. Um, does he have drops? Yes. I, I don't think you can find a receiver in this league that doesn't have some bad drops. Uh, but Chase Claypool will consistently uh, snag the ball when you give him 50 fifties. And he yeah. has, he is amazing at when, when you look at guys like Ben Roethlisberger who can't make every throw anymore, right. Who can't deliver the fast long ball. Um, you're, you're throwing a lot of balls like where you're literally testing the boundaries of the, the length of the field and the width of the field. And so that means a lot of tiptoe catches on the sidelines, on the back of the end zone for guys like Chase Claypool. And he showed last year just how good he was with body control. He, he really is impressive. And if you put him in a team um, where you can also get him some easy catches, some easier, some easier routes on top of that. Yeah, he, he would be uh, I think uh, on that top five wide receiver level in this league. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, re- and it, it sucks because Claypool was drafted low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three. And 
I was able to grab him in a, in a trade in our league, but I, dude, I just don't, I have no, he, he's only topped 100 yards this season one time. And he's only scored a touchdown in one game this season. Coincidentally, the same game he had his 100 yard game. Mm-hmm. Now, he does typically get one to two rushes a game. So he's getting you somewhere in the midst of 40 to 60 yards a game. But in standard format, man, like four to six points isn't cutting it out of the flex. And certainly not in PPR where people are, a lot of people are starting him wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that the, the fantasy wise, you need to be shifting your focus towards, I mean, obviously like Najee Harris was drafted as a starting running back in fantasy, but like Deontay Johnson is the guy and, and fear mouth as well. Like he's kind of come into fireman. What the fuck ever he's, he's come into a little bit and he's getting, he's getting a lot of attention in that offense because he is run. He's running those three to five yard routes, had himself two touchdowns last week. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I'm I'm maneuvering. I would I don't have a better choice, but I would maneuver away from Chase Chase Claypool in your lineups this week. Um, but an eight point line for Pittsburgh. Yeah, the, take it. Yeah, the, take the, it. The, the the Bills are getting twelve against the Jets, and they won a game this year. They've won two games this year, and they're only getting eight against the fucking Lions, dude. It's the fuck. Yeah, the, the Bills are on the road and Steelers are at home. Like, it, I agree. And then the line should be flipped. It should be an eight-point line for the Bills game and a 12-point line for the Steelers. Um, th- this has to be, for me, like probably the easiest game to call this week. I mean, you never know. It's the NFL. Things happen. Lions could win. It's very possible. I, They're not going to. I don't think so either. Um, and I don't think it's going to be close. Give me the Steelers, and this is the game that I would bet on. Um, Bucks are – on the road, playing Washington. Bucks at six and two. Washington at two and six. Um, do the Bucks have uh, some some magic? Sorry, do the do the um, football team have some magic in them um, to force the force the issue here against the Bucks? What's the, what, what what's the line on this one? Nine and a half. Nope. <laughs> nope i would say like if it was a 14 point line i'll be like the magic they have is to maybe not let the bucks cover no i have no faith none and and that's me saying that uh with with antonio brown and gronk already being ruled out again chris godwin has now hit the fucking the, the injury fucking report for the bucks i don't know i don't care i don't i nope i have zero faith in that Washington offense, none. I, I don't trust Taylor Heineke, and unfortunately, with me not trusting him, like I mean Terry McLaurin, you have to start him. And Terry McLaurin could have a very nice day against a banged up Bucks secondary. But as far as putting up points, uh, uh-uh. nope. I, I I think the Bucks are absolutely going to cover this. They could they could roll out their their practice squad wide receivers, and I would still take them to cover in this one because that Washington defense 
with what they did last year and how heavily touted they were being like a top five defense in the NFL. They have severely underperformed. I, and it is not going to get better against the bucks coming off of a bye. That's not going to happen. So I, I think that uh, the, the case you laid out is very possible and very much could happen. I'm going to take the under, I am taking the under. And the reason being, um, I do think that at some point the injuries uh, to the receiving core uh, does add up a little bit to the point where Tom Brady, we saw the difference from last year to this year when he had a year to gel uh, with his receivers and get that chemistry going. And now he's missing a lot of his top favorite throwing options. Um, I think that's enough to, to disrupt the rhythm uh, of the Buccaneers uh, to the point where Washington were as underwhelming as they've been on, on defense. They, they do have the talent. Um, I, I think Washington's going to be going to be surprisingly close in this one. I don't think they're going to win. I don't, I, I do not have any faith at all in the Napoleon upset. I do have some level of faith in them covering this line. So I'm going to take the, uh, the Washington football team to cover, but not win. Uh, Tampa Bay, I think is going to still win. Um, I mean, and, and Tom Brady um, continues to just be amazing. Uh, it's incredible. The Buccaneers defense is fantastic. That Washington offense is, is a hot mess. Um, but Terry McLaurin is still doing his thing. I mean, it's, it, it is, uh, you, we were talking about Chase Claypool being in the wrong offense, right. And not being able to showcase what he can do, put Terry McLaurin with a Dak Prescott or an Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rogers, like, Oh my God, this guy's already one of the best receivers in the league. Imagine if he had an actual quarterback throwing to him and he's been doing this shit with no, look at his quarterbacks. It is criminal who has been throwing this guy, the ball, and he is still making, putting the league on notice. Um, Terry McLaurin has to be on, on an individual player level. One of my favorite skill uh, position players in this league. I have so much respect for what he does, but unfortunately, uh, the team that he's on does does not do much for him. Yeah, scary. Terry's a bad motherfucker, man. Like, you like, and you're right. He he he's a. It's not right to say this, but it's the closest comparison that I can make. He's essentially the Calvin Johnson of. Yeah. This this generation, like, he's on a really bad team. And I, and I and I say that when I say like it's not the right comparison to make because I mean he had fucking Matthew Stafford like right and right. we're seeing what Matthew Stafford is doing with the fucking Rams and Sean McVay right but I mean, he had a I young have, Matthew Stafford with no O line like you know what I mean like it was no O line no yeah. defense no nothing yeah, yeah. the team yeah. sucked and and I will ever. say Calvin Johnson probably had the athletic tools as far as size. Uh, a little bit over uh, scary. Terry. Sure, 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 but, sure, sure, sure. But when it comes to to talent, skill, and just downright playmaking, yeah, scary Terry. I I, I think that's a great comparison. I think that's yeah, a and, very good comparison. And and look, I think for every argument that I've made as for for Tom Brady, being like, look at the skill positions he has. Look at like he's in the MVP race. It like you put him on the Patriots team right now. Do you think he's a uh, an MVP favorite, probably not. Um, I think this would be if Godwin sits. I think this would be a good. Uh, this would be a good game to kind of counter uh, every every point that I've made. Like if he can if he can go out there and make it work with only Mike Evans, 
and continues to light up the board and throws three or four touchdowns, has three or 400 passing yards, then yeah, I'm probably wrong. Um, but we'll see. Like, I, but at, even if Godwin sits, man, I, I just, I, I have no faith in, in, in anything that team, Washington's yeah. doing on either side of the ball, man. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it has to be one of the most disappointing um, teams so far this year. Um, Between them and the Bills. Honestly, I know the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Nah, the Chiefs. The Chiefs. The, Chiefs. the Browns. Yeah. Um, I mean, fuck, even the 49ers. Yeah, like, the Niners, yeah. It's it's we it's been a weird fucking year for the NFL, bro. It has. Uh, there are some good teams with bad records, and there are some bad teams with good records. It's it's, it's the Niners. The Niners are neither. I just like to go ahead and say that they're a bad team with a bad record, and they earned that. They're they're a three and five team with a three and five record. I, yeah, I, I agree. Um, let's go ahead and look at the uh, Vikings and Chargers game. Um, and uh, excuse me, excuse me, I jumped one. I jumped one. Panthers and Cardinals. Panthers on the road visiting Arizona. Now, I believe they played last year, correct? Um, and the uh, Cardinals were on the yes. road. And they were on, like, a little bit of a win streak. And they were looking good. And uh, then we saw bad Kyler come out, right? And Kyler Murray yes. struggled mildly last year against the Panthers. The Panthers' defense was surprisingly strong against them last last year. Um, they're 4-5 and five of this year. And the Cardinals are 8-1. and one. And he, here, here is the biggest change from last year to this year. One, the Panthers have somehow downgraded a quarterback, right? They went from Terry, Terry, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who was not a great quarterback, to Sam Darnold, who has so far been an even worse quarterback. And the Cardinals have gotten much better defensively. Kyler Murray can have a bad game. The Cardinals are going to win this one. I, I, have, I have zero doubts the Cardinals are the team to pick for the win. The question but, is, it's a 10-and-a-half-point line. Are they going to cover, right? Well, dude, it, it, it's whether Kyler starts or not. Kyler still hasn't practiced, and neither has DeAndre Hopkins. Like, that was the question going into last game. Like, is Kyler and DeAndre, are they going to be active? And both of them were ruled out before pregame, during pregame warm-ups. Um, and what you saw – against and and the 49ers were favored in that game and they lost by double digits was my upset i last, last week oh would you blow it out of your ass I think it was yeah. no it wasn't because it was only a it was only a one or two point line that's not a, no you picked the who was the week before that you picked the no you picked the bears to upset the 49ers and you did uh, not get yeah. that right uh, yeah. but but that offense, watching it because I watched the whole fucking game, that offense didn't skip a fucking beat with Colt McCoy. Even down to even down to how how they snap the ball because Kyler's Kyler's signal is he claps and he gets the fucking ball. Colt McCoy was out there clapping for the fucking ball. That fucking offense didn't skip a fucking beat, which the credit goes to Kingsbury. Yeah, it's not Colt McCoy. Yeah. They. They schemed a perfect game without Kyler. Now, if Kyler starts, even with with or without DeAndre, if Kyler starts, which I think he will, I think he 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 got they pumped the brakes on him last week. Hey man, we're seven and one. We can afford to lose a game. They didn't, 
So now we're eight and one. I think Kyler can come into this week and he's already come out and said that he's way far ahead of where he thought he was going to be. I think Kyler starts. If Kyler Kyler Murray starts, they're covering that line easily. I agree. Um, And I think you got to look at but, but if Colt McCoy, I'm taking them to cover regardless. If Colt McCoy starts, I'm taking them to cover yeah. for a couple of reasons, yeah. bro. There, there's no Sam Darnold. They just signed Cam Newton again. Cam Newton is coming back. He's back in Carolina, but Cam Newton will not be starting this week. PJ Walker will. Sam Darnold's on the fucking on. They, I, I don't know if they put him on the IR, but they said he's out four to six weeks. And I, I would, I would love to offer up a huge congratulations to Carolina because they, they didn't do what a lot of quarterback needy teams will do. Is when you're hurting for a quarterback, you get a veteran guy in either through a trade, free agency, whatever. You give them a contract. All the Carolina Panthers did was pick up the fifth-year option. They don't owe Sam Darnold anything after this season. And that was the smartest fucking thing they could have done. Because Sam Darnold, while I loved him, I loved him going to the Carolina Panthers. I thought he could have some success. He has played like absolute garbage. And I don't care that he was without McCaffrey. I, I don't care. Your defense was making enough stops. You are legitimately just like you're Adam Gaste, bro. You're fucking cursed forever. You're never going to be a solid quarterback. So he will be gone after this year. Cam Newton will be the starter probably next week and going forward. And they'll have to kind of figure out their quarterback position from there. But I don't, I don't care. I, I don't care who's taking the snaps for either team. For either P.J. Walker, Cam Newton, Colt McCoy, Kyler Murray, give me the Cardinals and give me them to cover easily. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm I'm with you. I'm taking the Cardinals. I'm taking them to cover. Vikings are visiting the Chargers in what is my upset pick of the week. The Chargers are three-point favorites at five and three against uh, at home against the Vikings, who are coming in three and five. Um. And I mean, look, the, the Vikings have struggle with consistency that they, they that that is where they struggle the most because they are a talented team on paper and they are competitive in just about every game they play. The Chargers also very talented team. I love Justin Herbert. I love a lot of what they have there at the Chargers, but they have uh, also been inconsistent for being for being a winning team. Um. I think this is a game where the teams kind of uh, equal out a little bit. Vikings are going to be four and five after this week. Chargers are going to be five and four. Give me, give me the Vikings. hundred percent. hundred percent. Okay. All right. The Vikings so far this year have been in numerous of sing like one score games, right. games that get decided on the last play of the game. At what point does that become bad luck or bad quarterback play or bad management of your offense because it can't happen this many times and you come out on the losing end of it you're right that i'm sure there all of those all of those factors i have no doubt are in play at some level 
but also there's just statistical improbability, and that's what we're what that's what we've seen. We've seen the Vikings lose an improbable amount of games that are that are close, and odds are, if I'm betting, statistically speaking, odds are they're going to find themselves coming back to even at some point, and they're gonna uh, you know like recalibrate um those anomalies and the chargers also have uh played a lot of close games where they've been they've been on the winning end the the, the i, by I the book don't definition. have faith in the chargers and i don't have faith in the vikings but the, i do the def, the, i think the vikings are taking this one give me the vikings the, de, the definition of insanity and it's not by the book because i don't have it in front of me is to continue to do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Statistically, they keep getting in fucking really close games that they shouldn't be in, and they keep ending up on the losing end. I do not trust Kirk Cousins. I do not. I'm having trouble. I don't know who their OC is, but they're not game planning well because in games that they are quote unquote staying competitive in, they're having quarters of football where they're not moving the ball they're not putting up points in situations that they should be putting up points with all the talent that they have on the offensive side of the ball i don't trust kirk cousins i'm not taking the vikings i'm going to take the chargers and i'm going to take the chargers to cover man i think this is a really easy one for me the chargers suffered two really back-to-back two i'm not i'm not going to say they're necessarily the ravens loss was really bad (laughs) <laughs> that was a really bad loss for them. Yeah. Uh, but, but the way they don't lose is bad, right? Like losing to the Ravens isn't bad. The way they lost to the Ravens was terrible. And then losing to the Patriots to where even last week when I said, I'm going to take the Chargers, but Justin Herbert, still a young quarterback, and mm-hmm. Belichick has success against young quarterbacks. <laughs> um, I, I think, I think that this could be a game where Belichick just makes one or two better fucking calls than Herbert does. Um, yeah, but I, Herbert's way too talented. Herbert's light years ahead of fucking Kirk cousins only being in his second season. And he has just as elite of fucking options on his offensive side of the football as Kirk cousins does. And the, the, the chargers have the better defense. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not close. Give me the Chargers. Give me them to cover, bro. All right. I'm taking the Vikings as my upset pick of the week. Eagles are visiting the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos have improved to five and four. Um, man, you, you got to look at them as a team that has a winning record that just does not scare you at all. But they are playing the Eagles at three and six. That said, the Eagles at three and six are I they're not a they're not a walk in the park outing. Um, Jalen Hurts is a tough quarterback to game plan against. He is still a very much developing quarterback and his, uh, pass making, not his pass making talent, but his pass making decision, uh, making seems to still be very much in development, but the Broncos have Teddy Bridgewater, who isn't exactly lighting it up either. Um, the lines are two and a half in, in favor of Denver. Do you, do you agree with that line? I can't. Why can't these games just go to three? Why can't they go to three? Yeah, they just can't. Because I'm 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 gonna take the Eagles in this one. Me too. I I think I think both teams have some really really like inspiring points of their rosters. 
you look at the Broncos wide receiving core where you have Cortland Sutton, you have Jerry Judy and you have Tim Patrick. Mm-hmm. And then you, but you look, you flip it now kind of healthy. The Eagles O-line is healthy. Uh, I mean, you have Jalen Hurts who I agree with you. His past decision-making isn't like in the pocket, isn't great, but he has the legs and the ability to improvise and be able to like play that backyard style of football mm-hmm. and continue to move the football down the field. Um, I, why couldn't it be three, man? Fuck. <laughs> I, I, I think, the, I think Denver is going to be riding too high on that fucking win right. against Dallas. And I think they're going to be like, Oh, well, we just beat, we just beat the number one seed in the NFC. We'll be fine. Oh, we got the Eagles coming in by almost by damn near bottom of their division. That no, would we'll be fine. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a nice game. Lock him in as a QB one, man. Devontae Smith had a really nice coming out party really nice last game. week too. Yeah. Um, and Second I big, think, big game of the season. I, I think, I think that's a, one of those, like a things, one of those things, like you're going to expect more of this. Yeah. This is going to be a, yeah. this isn't like a flash in the pan. This is going to continue happening. Maybe not to the level of where it was, but his, I mean, his, his target share alone in that, and that offense offers up that volume and for he, fantasy value. Absolutely. And he he really does uh, have a low-key, like no one's really talking about it, but he's had a, like a low-key decent year statistically. Um, some, some duds uh, thrown in there for sure, but um, given the inconsistency of quarterback play, he's been about as consistent of a – a fantasy option the Eagles have had of anyone not named Jalen Hurts, who's also been very good. Um, one thing you mentioned was the Broncos coming in riding high. And, and I do think that there is, especially in this case, in this context, that uh, a, a lot of reason to suspect that might happen because the Broncos had just traded away one of their biggest defensive pieces in franchise history, right? One of their, like, mm-hmm. you know, Von Miller was a huge part of the Broncos. He, he's, he's a guy that every Broncos fan um, who's been a Broncos fan for a while, either has his Jersey or is, a, you know, his like a rookie card or something. Right. Um, that, that was the defense was extra inspired to come out and have a big, big showing. Um, I a hundred percent, a hundred percent am worried about the hangover effect in this one for the Broncos, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Give me the Eagles. Give me Jalen Hurts. Give me Devonta Smith. Absolutely. Um, yeah, they're, they're, the Eagles are going to upset this one. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, like when, when you're talking about the the Broncos as a franchise, like you're thinking about like like the from the fans' perspective, like you've got like some signature names from that franchise. You got John Elway. You got Terrell Davis, Shannon Sharp. Like Von Miller is absolutely in those names like he's 100% one of the cornerstones of that franchise as a whole. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I, I think, I think losing him will be felt a lot more this week than it did last week. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yes. That's a hundred percent. The point I was trying to make. Um, let's move on to the Seahawks visiting the Packers and we have the Packers uh, and Seahawks both, both without their, I mean, QB1's really uh, – well, uh, any update on Russell Wilson? 
that you've heard? Russ, so no, Russ is playing. Like he's playing. They Russ, okay. Yeah, no, he's he's like he already he got the fucking screw out of his finger before the bye week. Jeez. Um, so no, he I I would be fucking shocked if Russell is not a go this week because like not only is Russell Wilson one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now he's also one of the best true competitors that we have in the NFL right now and he's he has seen the Seahawks struggle with his absence and you look at the NFC and how jumbled it is even at three and five they're not out of a playoff spot so I think I think and with with such a key game coming off of a bye week going up against the Packers, I absolutely think Russell's going to be a go. <clears throat> Aaron, Aaron Rodgers for the Packers now. Um, his he won't be cleared until Saturday because he is unvaccinated. And for as much media attention as it got, I don't even kind of care to try and cover like, well, he lied or he. I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't yeah, care. That's, that's I don't, not I don't what we're here to, to do. At the end of the day, like by the time before this podcast, if you actually listen to this podcast, like you've already heard uh, Aaron Rodgers news for the last like 10 days. No one, no one gives a fuck anymore. Let's, let's Who not gives a waste shit. another minute talking about it. Um, if he plays very different story than if he does not play, especially if the Seahawks have Russ Wilson but, center on the other side. But with that, Aaron Rodgers said it's a very small, percentage that he does not play even with no practice for two weeks so i'm expecting aaron Rodgers to be a full go which definitely helps Devontae. it definitely helps aaron jones and aj dillon um but i'm not even going to ask you what the line is on this one this is my upset pick of the week yeah i because i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure it's i'm sure it's favored for green bay it is by more than three barely three and a half don't care if i that's closer than i thought it would be but i think russ is coming back in i i russ comes back in inspired like he's trying to try and will this team into a playoff spot and i think this could be a week with aaron Rodgers coming off of two weeks of no practice and and aaron Rodgers is a hall of fame quarterback there's no question about that he's one of the best to ever play the game at the at that position I think Russ is going to will this team by himself, like he has had to do for the last three years. I think he's going to will this team into a win. Give me the Seahawks to upset the Green Bay Packers. I, I think this is going to be a really good game, especially if we get we get both teams with their starting quarterbacks, um, because both both quarterbacks have intense and insane amounts of motivation for this game. Russ Wilson. Is going to be if he comes back, he's going to be desperate to get the Seahawks back on the winning track. Um, get him yeah. into that playoff conversation. Russ Wilson is a winner insider. He is a like he is the definition of not not just a competitor, a winner, right? Like he can mm-hmm. he is a competitor and he's one that's really good at it, so he wins a lot and he is a downright winner. Um, on the other hand, Aaron Rodgers is the kind of guy that gets off i think literally probably masturbates like two to three times a day to the thought of proving people wrong right and to the thought of like like he he's petty as fuck he aaron Rodgers is petty as fuck and he is coming in on a, a week where 
the whole national conversation has focused around him. If Aaron Rodgers plays, he's also going to be very hungry to just shut everyone the fuck up with like a four or five touchdown performance. I could see this game going either way. And I think it's going to come down to who has, who has the ball last. I think that is how, how the game's going to go. Give me green. Yeah. Give me green Bay. Yeah. I'll do. I want the points. Oof. You might as well a three and a half. I might as well, right? I you might as well. It could be a, but it really could be a touchdown game. Like, like I wouldn't be shocked at all. I'm gonna take the over just, just because you know what? Let's 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 make this fun. But but I think who the the team that has the ball last wins this game. Period. And you you could absolutely be 110 percent right. Um, but a lot of the reasoning as to why I'm going to. I'm I'm taking this as my upset pick is I, and and this is me praying Aaron Rodgers plays because I need him to play big time in a couple of leagues I need him to play but at the same time he's coming up to the deadline to be cleared to play and that's the earliest he can be cleared if he fucks how many times you've seen it multiple times just in the military those rapid tests and shit that come up with false fucking positives. If he can't prove two fucking two negatives within 28 or 24 hours, he's not going to play. That means it's going to be Jordan love again. And Jordan love did absolutely nothing to inspire any faith that the green Bay Packers. And that was right. against the chiefs, right? Like nothing. And if Russell is at the helm, that's a wrap, son. That's a wrap. No, I, I agree. If uh, Jordan Love plays, you gotta take the Seahawks. I'm, I'm take. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shy away from from my prediction. Um, I'm making it uh, with. I'm making it with the with the assumption that I do think Aaron Rodgers will be playing this game. Um, but you, you know, you, you could be right. And if Jordan Love plays, then well, I mean, Seahawks fans, that that's good news for you guys. Chiefs are visiting the Raiders. Chiefs are two and a half point favorites. They're five and four. Raiders are, are five and three. Um, are the Chiefs going? They're five and four. They're back on the winning track. Against Jordan Love and the Packers, where they put up 13 points. How in, in the last four weeks, bro, fantasy wise, Mahomes has been quarterback 20. Like, yeah, that's that's not what you would expect. And I get it. Like, teams don't sign quarterbacks to, for fantasy value. No, but you're paying that motherfucker a half a billion fucking dollars over the next 10 years. And I don't understand why. This is a two and a half point favorite it, uh, for the Chiefs, especially on the road. I don't get it. You, you were you, the Raiders and the Chiefs have been competitive in years when the Chiefs were elite and they were making AFC championship games and going to the Super Bowl. Why in the fuck are they fucking favorites here? The Raiders have the better record. They, they've played better football on both sides of the ball. The no, I'm Jacobs. not. I'm done. Until until proved otherwise, I'm done betting any line for the Chiefs. So give me the Raiders. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, 
It's interesting. Uh, the Raiders have gone through so much like off field drama this year. It's, it's tough to know where, where they're at. Right. And it's, it's one of those yeah. things where as much as you can't trust the chiefs, how much can you trust the Raiders? Um, the, the, this is the, this has got to be one of those games where I, okay. First of all, if I was actually going to bet, I would not even come close to this game because the, neither team inspires confidence in me. I get where you're saying um, that there's a lot of, a lot of reasons to say, yeah, let's just go ahead and take the Raiders. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, the, the chiefs still have their head coach from the start of the year. Okay. The, the chiefs have not had a, a member of their team kill anyone this year. Okay. Um, the, the, the chiefs haven't had to deal with the drama the Raiders have dealt with. And then and why don't point, they have a better record? Then why don't they have a better record? Why didn't they blow out the Packers without Aaron Rodgers last week? Yeah. This is it's a continuing trend for the fucking Chiefs. They and the trend was like before last week was just like, well, okay, the 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 Chiefs are are like by Patrick Mahomes second the like the time he trots on for his second fucking offensive reps. They're already down two scores. It was a 13 to seven. The, the Packers didn't score until the fourth quarter and they won 13 to seven. This is a, I, there are so many questions about the, the offense as a whole for the chiefs. We already know their defense sucks. Like we yeah. already know their defense sucks and there's nothing. The Melvin Ingram trade they made good pickup. I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make. He didn't play last week. I don't know how much of a difference that is going to make for that team because their secondary is horrendous, yeah. horrendous. And that's where they've been getting beat time and time again. And they, they added a, a, a linebacker slash pass rusher. Uh, okay, good for you. You, you. They went into free agency and spent all this money in their offensive line but they can't move the ball. And Mahomes is now with the best O-line he's ever had is making the ugliest fucking turnovers he's ever made in his career. And he's doing it on a weekly fucking basis. I have, you, you, I have no faith in Kansas City. And I love, as much as I hate the Chiefs and Chiefs fans, I love Patrick Mahomes. He's a sensational top five quarterback in the NFL. But the stats don't prove it right now. I don't trust the fucking Chiefs. Give me the Raiders and give me the fucking – the Raiders are actually underdogs, so don't give me the points. Give me the Raiders. They're going to win this game. That is a convincing argument. I, I'm I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs, but you almost talked me into changing my, changing my mind. That was a very convincing argument. Uh, Monday night football, that's, that, that's a wrap for Sunday's games. Uh, last game of the week, the Rams are visiting the 49ers. Uh, Rams at seven and two, Niners at three and five. Um, Niners still got their their quarterback um, situation going on there. I mean, I mean, the Niners not really. The Niners just haven't performed, I think, as as they've been wanting to. They they've been dealing with injuries again this year, though. Uh, Rams, not, Rams at seven not, and two. Not to the extent they were last year. Not, no, no, no. I mean, but I mean, okay. Very few teams have dealt with injuries to the extent the Niners dealt with last year. Um, Rams at seven and two. Matthew Stafford just 
like just having so much fun in that offense, looking so good in that offense. I I don't I I personally do not see why this is a four point line other than it's a division matchup, right? And you never know with these division games how they could go. But give me give me the Rams to cover. Well, sure. When you talk about division matchups, the Rams over the last two years are zero and four against the 49ers. And those last two losses came with Nick Mullins, a quarterback. Um, but dude, I'm, there's a part of me that doesn't even want to watch this game because I was forced to watch the 49ers make Colt McCoy look like a pro bowl quarterback. Uh, yeah, I, I have no reason to want to watch this game. None. What, what happened um, to their defense? Um, I don't know. I think it's the, the secondary. Bright. I, I think no, it's it's everybody. No, it's everybody. It's let's just not even talk about how their secondary was the weakest point of that defense, and they're already they're already grabbing people off the practice squad to fill in because people are getting hurt. Uh, but even the starters weren't great. Like, but the, the only effective piece you have on that defensive line now is is Nick Bosa. He has seven sacks on the year, which is awesome. That's comeback player type of fucking resume so far this year after the ACL tear last year. Javon Kinlaw is a bust. He's out for the year now, again, with the same knee issue he had uh, uh, that plagued him in college. Uh, D'Amico Ryans is not calling that defense correctly the the way Sala did. He's not inspiring them the way he did. Um, Shanahan's completely lost as a play caller and the only reason he's going to get one more year as their head coach is because they drafted Trey Lance. That's the only reason if they didn't, if they didn't invest so much to get a, a, a first round quarterback, this would probably be Shanahan's last year mm-hmm. because he's failed to produce in a lot of big spots. Um, they, <laughs> I, give me the Rams by fucking 30, dude. I, I have no fucking reason to sit here and think, I don't give a fuck. Well, it's a divisional game. I don't care. I do not care. Um, Matt's and you talk about teams coming off of a bad loss and wanting to hurt somebody. Well, guess what? The 49ers are this week's New York Jets for the fucking for the goddamn Rams, and they are going to light this team up. I'm I, I'm I'm just going to preface this by saying. The Rams are going to win. The Rams are going to cover by way more than what they're saying. But can we can can we now turn the conversation to the the offensive piece that the Rams just added today? Okay. In Odell Beckham Jr. He's he's decent at football. Okay. And here's my when I saw that that he went to the Rams. Um. That was it made wow. it made zero sense for me other than OBJ is ring chasing. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that he is ring chasing, um, but I also believe which I mean, wow, the fact that he got to the, to the Rams. Right. That's that's something. But um, yeah, he, he could be ring chasing. I'm sure he is. But you look at what teams have done that. For example, the Bucks stay with Tom Brady. They gave him an abundance of receiving options, right? He already had Mike Evans. He already had 
Chris Godwin. And they're like, hey, let's bring on Antonio Brown. Let's, let's bring on fucking Gronkowski, right? And I think with the Rams, when they look at a quarterback like Matt Stafford, they, they probably feel like, yeah, the abundance of passing options um, is, is going to be a great thing. And it's going to make it even more impossible to, to keep up with the Cooper Cups. Um, because uh, Odell Beckham, whatever you might think of him, uh, does command at least attention. And if you have him as your third receiving option, um, yeah, Matt Stafford is going to take advantage of that. Absolutely. No, here's – I'll give you a, a, a point for each, each party involved in this. And I'll start with Odell. This move makes zero sense unless he's chasing a ring, <clears throat> which he's still young enough to where he shouldn't be ring chasing. It came out in an early point report yesterday that he had was interested in three teams, the Packers, the Chiefs, and the Saints. Now, the Saints, I get it, is the question. He's from New Orleans. That's <clears throat> a big reason why I get it. But the Packers and the Chiefs made – those were the two teams in the NFC that uh, – those two teams made sense because Odell's young enough – and as, especially after the last couple of years in Cleveland where he's looked just he, – he has – injuries have plagued him, but he hasn't looked like a wide receiver one since he left New York. Yeah. It, he goes to the Chiefs or he goes to the Packers. You're not going to be the wide receiver one, but what you are going to be is a solid wide receiver two that's not going to command as much respect as Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill. That will afford you the opportunity because he's only coming in on a one-year deal. He was only getting one-year deals from every single team. Like, and most of them were league minimum. That's why he wasn't claimed off of the waiver wire. That's why he slipped through every single team in the NFL. Nobody wanted to take his salary. You're a one-year rental. Let's see what happens. He's opposite of Devonta. Now it's a bar. You're either going to ring chase or you're going to establish that what you've been doing in Cleveland is not the correct narrative. <clears throat> like you are still that guy. You can still be a productive wide receiver one in the NFL or a wide receiver two. He goes to LA where <clears throat> you have Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, <clears throat> Vance Jefferson, Tyler Higby. And this is also a Rams team where they like to run the football, even with all the offensive fi firepower they have. Yeah. In Sean, the Sean McVay loves to keep the defenses honest with the run game. He, he does not shy away from the run game. But you also have Matt Stafford's not going to divvy up his, his targets. Like he's not going to, oh, well, Odell's here, so I got to give him seven or eight targets a game. No, he's going to go to his guys who he feels comfortable with. I, and I, that's I disagree on an extent. I, I disagree with both those things. I Okay. Not both. I agree that he's not going to throw to Odell. Oh, let's make sure we get him enough targets. But uh, Matt Stafford is simply the quarterback that makes the right read and the right throw. That's what he does. And if the well, right read is Odell, it's going to be Odell. I mean, you have when you have uh, you know three three wide receiver one options. I'm sorry, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Odell Beckham. Okay, yeah, Cooper Cup is the clear cut wide receiver one there in that group. But um, Robert Woods and Odell Beckham are very quality receivers still. And you, you give them, um, 
you get them Robert all lined Williams, up on yes. the field. Matt Matt Stafford is going to make the right play to the right guy, and uh, Odell Beckham is going to be that right guy like at least a chunk of the time. Um, more so than he's, he was in Cleveland. More so than he was in he, Cleveland. He's not going to command twenty percent of that passing share because when you talk about Matt Stafford makes the right read at the right time, which I one hundred and ten percent agree with. Cooper Cup is the clear number one. Cooper Cup is not going to lose touches to OBJ, no. and I and. And guess what? And your point of Robert Woods, OBJ, very clear-cut wide receiver twos, I agree with you on one of them. Robert Woods. I, the, the jury's out on OBJ. It's not just how poor, like how poorly he fit into the Cleveland offense because he didn't. He did not fit in that offense. And it was proven time and time again every single game that they played, but he's also very injury prone. Like he's still dealing with a shoulder injury. It's one bad hit and fuck he's gone. And that's probably why most teams were offering league minimum for him. Like you're injury prone to shit. And that's not just a Cleveland thing that goes back to the New York giants too. Like I, I just, I don't, Matt Stafford's not going to sit there. Like if OBJ is the right guy and he is open. Great. That's awesome. But that offense flows through Daryl Henderson and it flows through Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and Tyler Higby. And I I feel bad. I feel bad. But Odell's going to benefit. I think it's going to benefit Odell and his numbers. I don't. For the fact that all those things flow. Because he's going to be left more open than he's ever been left before in his life. I think think with – and not just the surgeons that Vance Jefferson has made in that offense as the wide receiver three. I think Odell's being kind of brought in to fill the Deshaun Jackson-esque type role to where he's not going to be on the field for 70% of the fucking snaps wow. because you, you, can't, you can't go wide, three wide receivers deep every single play or four wide receivers deep every single play. You, you can't, especially for a guy like Sean McVay, who does like to run the ball. I, I, I don't, I, this, this pairing makes no sense for me other than the fact that Odell is just going to, he, not only is he ring chasing, but he was also hearing all the fucking, Oh, LeBron. Oh, Hey, hey come to LA fucking all this shit. Like he's listening to outside hype and he wants to be in a big city. Like he was in New York. That's great. Are you, you're either ring chasing or you are fucking, I, this move makes zero sense. If he is trying to establish his credibility as a starting wide receiver again in the NFL, this makes no sense on that fucking aspect. All right, let's uh, look in the fantasy side. Uh, we've already talked to OBJ. We already gave our uh, must starts uh, throughout the um, throughout this podcast. Uh, who are you avoiding? I already covered my sit too, and Chase Claypool. That's right. Yeah, no, I mean that makes sense. Um, man, it's stuff <sighs> to say. Um, the, the question is, cause you got to look at also, you know, I'm not going to pick a guy that's not, it's one of those fringe guys. I'm looking at guys like that. You, you would normally want to sit or excuse me, want to play like, just, you know, sit like play it and set and forget. Don't even think twice yeah. about it. 
Um, and I'm trying to find someone who, you know, maybe is on that, that sit, sit or start uh, conversation. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I'll come back to this one. Let's go okay. to, let, let's go to uh, your, um, the, the guy that your, your sleeper pick. Okay. And the guy who's going to potentially fill this role for me like for my sleeper value pick this week is a guy who I had as a must start last week in Damian Harris, who last week had four consecutive games with a rushing touchdown. He made it five consecutive games last week before going out with a concussion. Um, it's Brandon Bolden. Uh, Brandon Bolden is the, he like with a healthy Damian Harris and Stevenson. I don't know his, I don't know his first name, but Brandon Bolden has been the pass catching back. Well, now Stevenson and Harris are both in the uh, concussion protocol. Both of them, both of them can potentially be cleared out of that protocol um, before Sunday. Um, But if, if both of them don't clear, he's the number one guy. He is the number one guy in that rush, not just the rush, but in the passing game, he's already the number one. Um, He's an absolute must start, but if one of the two clear, I think he's still an absolute flex play. Um, if if it's Damian Harris, he's an absolute flex play. If it's Stevenson, I still think he'll he'll garner you RB two numbers because Harris is the clear cut running. Like he he takes all of the running touches. Stevenson gets a little bit of work in both, and uh, Brandon Bolden's been primarily the pass catching back. If both are out, lock him in as a high RB two. If Harris sits, I'd lock him in low-end RB2. If it's Stevenson who sits and Harris is elevated and he does clear protocol and plays, um, I'm still locking Bolden in as a high-flex play. Okay. Okay. Um, so, all right. Um, so this is this this is a tough one this week. This this week is giving me a tough time uh, trying to figure out who who my guys are. I'm okay, uh, while while you're still while you're still going through it, I'll I'll give you another guy. I'm not saying he has starter appeal yet, okay. um, but the the everything's lining up for him to have starter appeal in your fantasy lineups, and that's Mark Ingram. Alvin Kamara has missed two straight practices with a what they're clarifying as a mild knee injury. Um, now, mild for someone like Kamara is probably means he's going to suit up. But if he does not take, let's just say he he doesn't practice tomorrow, he doesn't practice Friday. Mm-hmm. Even if he suits up for Sunday without without a full week of practice, you can probably go ahead and assume that he's going to be on a pitch count. So Ingram's in Ingram's usage in his what two weeks that he's been there. He's, he's getting over 10 touches a game. You can probably expect that to jump somewhere into the 15 range. If Kamara is active, if he is inactive for the saints, I think Ingram absolutely garners RB two value without a doubt because Ingram already has invo- involvement in the pass catching game for the Saints with Kamara on the field. If you take if Kamara misses time and he's out this week, I think Ingram is an absolute low end RB1. Okay. Okay. 
Um, I got to look this week at the Raiders game uh, against the Chiefs, and I, I, I'm sorry to do this to you because I just traded this guy away to the to the team that's playing against you. But but Kenyon Drake yeah. this week looks like a, a great matchup, and that he's my sleeper pick. Uh, Josh Jacobs is going to be starting, um, and Kenyon Drake. A lot of uh, his opportunity to shine has been. Um, when Josh Jacobs, especially in the last few weeks, has been a bit banged up um, for either a, a game or parts of a game. And uh, Kenyon Drake has, has done his fair share to prove that he deserves some touches, um, especially in the passing game. They've been very involved with him in the passing game. And you look at the Chiefs, you look at how they've struggled against running backs, you look at how they've struggled in, de- uh, in general in defense, and this could be a very high-scoring game. Uh, this could be the kind of game where you bring in a, Ken- um, a Kenyon Drake to disrupt the Chiefs' rhythm uh, on defense. And I, I love him as a, um, as a flex option. Love him as a flex option this, this week. So, so for Kenyon Drake – in the last in the last three games since Mark or Mark fucking John Gruden got fired mm-hmm. in PPR leagues, yeah, he is ranked ninth, eleventh, and eleventh in in running back finishes, and that's completely like he was RB nine, RB eleven, RB eleven in full point PPR leagues the last yeah. three weeks without John Gruden. They're they're actually finally using him correctly. Uh, in that pat, like utilizing him in the past game, um, yeah, I, I fucking and I texted you about it last night. I was like, I fucking hated you for mm-hmm. for trading Kenyon Drake to the guy that I'm playing this week, Absolutely. which I need I need every card to fall my way, and you just gave him a huge fucking card. Um, and I texted you saying that you don't love me, and you said you're right, I don't love you, which was. Well, that was really mean. Uh, yeah. to, that, that was really mean to topple on what you had already done. Um, but no, I, 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 I love the sleeper pick for Kenyon Drake. I think he's an absolute, I mean, he's an absolute must start. Yeah. I think he has, I, I think he's flex appeal in standard format. If he's PPR, I mean, he's high flex, low RB two with his involvement in that pass game, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah, no, it's a great pick. And then as far as a uh, guy I'm staying away from, and th- there's a good chance this quarterback that you have, he, he's a French. He was thinking coming in as a French QB one. He has been a not a, a top end QB. Um, and that's Mr. Tom Brady. Um, he is going to be very slow. Oh, weapons. you can't. No, 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 no. I am staying away from Tom Brady this week. You're staying away from one of the top five scoring quarterbacks in, in, in fantasy. Okay. This is going to be his down week. Against a, a really bad defense, too. Yes. All right. Yep. That, that's yep. The, yep. that is a stupid fucking pick. Make your case. Make your fucking case, bro. I. You got to look at the fact that uh, Tom Brady is going to be down a lot of receiving options, and it's he doesn't have much familiarity built up or chemistry built up with the receivers he does have. He's probably still going to have a fine game, like as far as like you, he's not going to throw up like a you know a two hundred and thirty yard three interception stinker. Um, but you could also I could very well see this being a game where the Buccaneers get ahead early. 
Uh, they put Washington away. So you got that factoring in um, to the fact that there's that blowout potential, which does not usually play, play well for quarterbacks. Um, I think that the Buccaneers are going to try to engineer a run heavy game script. And I can see nope. this being a, a, you know, like a, a 220 yard one touchdown performance of Tom Brady, just from a lack of volume. I think this, this could very well set up to be a low volume game from Tom Brady. Every single one of those games so far this year where it's just like they get up big early, but he's still throwing touchdown passes in the fourth fucking quarter. Like, dude, no. He also he no. also started, took the ball over with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter and led them to the two-yard line to take a knee. Like that, that is like the Tom that's Brady. What, like, no. I mean, and that's and that wasn't the wrong thing to do. I'm not saying that was wrong. They've, that was the correct they've thing to never do. This season, they have never been a run-heavy scripted offense, and this is the week you're thinking that's gonna that the tide is gonna turn. Yeah, in the week where the receivers are injured, no. yes, I think that this is the no. week where the tide is gonna turn. Yes, absolutely not. I did that. I I thought you grabbed a great sleeper pick. Your fucking stay away pick from is stupid as fuck. That right. Tom Brady is still an elite quarterback one option in fantasy he's going to put up 300 passing yards three touchdowns uh, no stop it dude by the way the dolphins are up 15 to 3 right now on the ravens in the wow hey hey go ahead and tell me how many fucking points or uh, give, give me the stat line for mark andrews so i can know how well my fourth round pick next year is doing <laughs> Uh, he has uh, three catches. So he's up one catch from the last time I checked, and that was yeah. before we started recording. And uh, he has 39 yards. Unfucking believable. 3.9 fucking yards. I would, I would, some... I would, I would say this though. Um, first of all, Lamar Jackson only has 118 yards passing, so Lamar's not having a good game. Second, I don't give all, a fuck. Second of all, the the uh, Ravens just got the ball back. 740 left in the fourth quarter and they're going to be looking to drive. And this is, this is the kind of drive where you can see a guy go from a bust week to a good week. Um, he fucking better because dude, last week watching that Ravens game a week ago, bro, that Lamar was hitting everybody in stride except Mark Andrews. Like he was continuously just overthrowing this motherfucker for no fucking reason. Like I get, oh. um, Jason Sanders has, Scored every point for Miami so far. If you're a Ravens fan, you shouldn't, you should not be happy. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. No, no, no. Uh, uh, Miami did score a touchdown um, and they went for two and did not, did not convert. So my who, who had the, so, who had the touchdown? That, that That's the question. Uh, it was a fumble recovery. Oh, so it was the defense. Wow. Yes. And uh, yeah, they uh, we had Tua try to pass to Matt Collins for a two point conversion, which was no good. Um, so wait, Tua Tua's in the game? Yep. That means Jacoby Brissett got hurt. Very well, could be. Uh, yeah, well, that was but that was on a two point conversion, so it could have just been they wanted a more mobile quarterback yeah. on a two point conversion. Maybe so, Miami doesn't yeah. Miami doesn't give a fuck about. I think Tua, I think so Brissett's still in the you, game. Yeah, Miami didn't give a fuck about Tua, so you could be very correct. Like, they do not give a shit about that dude. Yeah. Yeah. But, man, wow. Baltimore is struggling. Yeah. No, it's – I 
Baltimore, but also Baltimore has also gone into games this year multiple times where they're trailing in the fourth quarter when they shouldn't and pull out wins. So they did it last week against Minnesota. Yeah. If they get a quick touchdown here, you know, could do it. But anyway, who knows? uh, Yeah, I think I think we have uh, talked ourselves out of this podcast. So let's go ahead and wrap wrap this one up. Um, To everyone out there listening, uh, good luck. Hope you guys have a great uh, great weekend. Enjoy some football. Um, oh shit! Mark Andrews just caught a forty-five yard touchdown pass. Did he really? No, did not. You're a fucking piece of shit. I, Hi everyone. I, I hope. I know. No, no. Don't stop recording. Do not stop recording. I hope. I hope every single player you draft next year tears their ACL and as they're fucking crutching their way out of the fucking hospital, get hit by an 18 wheeler. You are a fucking piece of shit. How the fuck? Oh, man. This, this is not cool. (laughs) I'm glad you think you're funny with your rich white guy laugh and you think you're, you're a fucking riot. God damn, how do you have friends from fucking college that still fucking hang out with you? How the fuck, dude? I've only been your friend for about four or five years, and I'm fucking sick of you. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't know. I find myself very enjoyable. But anyway, hope everyone else is too. I'm sure you fucking do. I'm (laughs) sure you do. Hey, happy Veterans Day, everybody, to all the the vets past and present present jesus fuck hey thank you guys for your service um, except so. I, I except if you're bald and wearing glasses and have a beard and you're doing a podcast right now um happy yeah, veterans there's gotta Day. be at least a few more veterans out there that that fit that screen, doing a right? doing a podcast right now no i'm gonna there's gotta be at least a couple say. there's like a thousand billion podcasts out well there. You, well okay well guess what you know what fuck them too <laughs> fair enough <laughs> <Not> everyone <laughs>